What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Playing Rotation Podcast. It's your host, CJ Longboy, joined with Jack Calhoun and Ryan Eisendrath. Um, today, I'm very happy. Today is Monday, October 12th. Last night, just last night, the Los Angeles Lakers took home the 2019-2020 NBA Championship. And as a Laker fan that I am, I am very happy. That is our 17th title. Uh, what makes me more happy is that Jack and Ryan are <laughs> extra mad, extra salty. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear. It's going to be a very fiery episode today. So let's just get ready to talk some talk some hoops. So, boys, how are we feeling? First of all, let me ask you, non-basketball, but how was your guys' weekend this past week? Weekend was great, man. Got out and about, went to the park, hung out with some friends, had some beer. It was a good time. Good time for sure. Mr. Cal. Yeah, it sounds like fun. I uh I kinda hung out this weekend, went surfing out in Bolsa Chica, which was pretty fun. Yeah, dude, I thought I saw you post that iconic uh picture of your yellow surfboard. Yeah, dude, that board is you got sick, a name dude. for it yet or what? The banana. The banana. <laughs> nothing. It's nothing like fancy right now. I'll think of something better, maybe. Maybe I'll end up naming it like Betsy or something. <laughs> so how would you rate your How would you rate your surf game? Uh, I'm like a five right now. I'm just average. So when, when did you When did you start? That's a good question. I started beginning of summer, May or end of May, I think. Okay. May, so it's June, a quarantine hobby. May, June. quarantine hobby. Yeah. That's- I want to consider it a hobby at this point. I think at this point, I think I'm going to carry it on for, for a long time. Passion. All right. You guys want to know what one of my passions is? Yeah. What? What's Lakers it? basketball. <laughs> yes, sir. My I'm... team, a lot of our team in Southern California, if you're normal, your, your team won the NBA championship this uh, this past Sunday. So, you know. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Lakers. Nobody like you cares about the Lakers until they're actually. Oh, the okay, all right, all right. You never, you never talk about I'm, them at all. But as soon as they made the playoffs, very, very like, happy that your team won, CJ. Very happy that. for I you. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm happy, happy that you're happy. Glad you got a win. <laughs> I'm glad we got one. All right, it's the last one. Oh wow! All right, let's get into it. Yeah, they, they had a they had a good little run, but that's it. Over. Let's get into it. Game six of the NBA Finals finished with the Lakers beating the Heat 106 to 93. The Lakers ended up winning that series in six games. Uh, game five was a really great game. We never we didn't get to cover that game, but it was a great game. Uh, a lot of uh, controversy, a lot of people arguing about it. A lot of down Laker fans at the time, but I'm really happy that they were able to take care of business in game six. But, you know, in this episode, we're definitely going to cover the NBA, but or the uh, the finals itself, but I think it, because it is the uh, the end of the season, I think it's appropriate to put a bow on uh, what's been a crazy season. So let's just get into it. Yeah, so, I mean, the NBA season shut down on March 11th, and uh, we would actually be gearing for next season right now. But, you know, here we are in October, just finishing <laughs> just finishing uh, the previous season. So, um, yeah, I'm curious. I want to ask you guys this. Like, what were your impressions of the success of the bubble there were zero positive cases in the bubble since it opened in late July. Um, I want to know your 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 thoughts on uh, how successful it really was. I mean, they had a very well thought out plan. Yeah. Um, they went all in on it. Had no um, exceptions for people leaving the bubble or 
you know, people coming in. I mean, obviously, like, family members and stuff eventually, but um, that was – I believe that was partway through the playoffs, so not all the teams were there even still. Um, and so they, they really, I think, had a – great plan set up to benefit both the players and their health and safety. And then, you know, be allowing like the families and stuff to come to be with the players. So, I mean, if there was zero COVID cases, obviously it was a success. They were able to complete the season with no complications or anything like that. Um, I mean, yeah, like I think the bubble was a great idea. They were able to stay in one location all together and, um, it, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, the – what year was it? The the Barcelona Olympics team, you know, was kind of the first year with, like, Jordan and, and Magic and all those guys playing together and kind of forming that camaraderie, which really jump-started the NBA becoming a quote-unquote brotherhood. And I have a feeling that this bubble – like, and, and obviously now we've seen the NBA be even more of a brotherhood. I think this bubble is only going to – accelerate that and like we're gonna see i think a difference or like maybe some changes i don't really know uh going forward um when it comes to like the league and the and the teams being one yeah i'm looking at this statistic right here it's a it was a 150 million dollar uh project the bubble was um you know a lot of people i saw on twitter were saying that adam silver should be running for president he's handling the coronavirus better than (laughs) than a lot of politicians are um, but yeah, this guy. This is when I said, you know, I told you guys this in our practice episodes that Adam Silver is the uh, the model commissioner, the model league the NBA is. I mean, yeah, it's very impressive. It's a victory. I think all NBA fans are very happy that you know we got to continue the sport that we love. Um, yeah, Jack, do you have anything to add on? Um, I just think that you know NBA super easy to do this bubble. I think because basketball courts are extremely easy to just make somewhere. You know, it's not like a football field or a baseball field. You know, you can't just, like, put that in the middle of a city, you know, and have, like, five of them for teams to play on or anything like that. So NBA is extremely extremely fortunate in that fact, and they were able to keep everybody in one area, um, you know. So they did a great job. Totally. Shout Shout out Adam Silver. Shout out the Players Association. It was a tremendous success. I think going off of Jack's point too, basketball is the one sport where you can play games back to back every other day where you look at like football and baseball. Well, baseball, you can, they, they have double headers and stuff too, but like there's just so many people on so many teams with like a full season that you can't really do a bubble for half a year. Um, like no player is going to want to do that. And so like Jack said, the NFL, you, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to get a bubble for most other sports to have four or five games going on at once. Um, yeah. And like play, you need a whole a whole week for football. Yeah, another interesting like non uh, logistical viewpoint that I had was, um, you know, the fact that because they had such a long break from March until July, a lot of players got to get healthy. A lot of players worked on their game in between that time. So I think the product on the court was phenomenal. I think you know the, the new players that we had, the like the jump that a lot of young players took from March to June, you know. You know, an example would be Jamal Murray. He really took off. He took his game to another level. Devin Booker took his um, game to another level. John Morant, Tyler Hero. So I think really enhanced the the product of the, you know, of what we saw. And I hope you know. I think you guys could uh, agree. It was definitely more exciting. Um, we wish, you know, I really wish that we could uh, have the playoffs with fans and in, in the cities. But you know, it is what it is. And I think we still made the most of a a tough situation. 
yeah. Yeah, just one quick point about the Devin Booker comment you made. He's always been balling out, but he finally had a little bit more stars. I mean, a little bit more talent. More, no, he, he, had, he had more of a platform. You know? He was on yeah. national television all the time, and the Suns yeah, were too. making some noise, and finally, like, people paid attention to him. All right, well, um, let's get into the finals now. Um, you know, big shout out to the Miami Heat. You know, I'm a Laker fan, but I, I'm going to have to recognize how good, you know, if I recognize good basketball, I'm going to recognize good basketball. So shout out to the Miami Heat. Their playoff run was amazing. I'm going to stay in the Lakers forever, but, you know, the Miami Heat's definitely a team that I kind of favor in the Eastern Conference a lot. So shout out to them. Uh, let's talk about their playoff run a little bit. What did you guys learn from Miami in the last couple of months, whether it's their coaching, their playing, how they play, their players? They're an extremely talented, well-coached team. That's all I got to say. They're, they got a lot of young stars, and they have just that right amount of kind of, like, uh, experience. And then Guadalla, obviously, although he's, like, really the only, like, really trained veteran. Like, Jimmy Butler's a veteran, but you know what I mean when I say trained veteran. I mean, you know, Iguodala on the one of the best he's teams ever. He's won a few chips. Yeah, he's won a few chips. He's been in those situations. So he has a lot of knowledge to pass down to these guys. You know, one of the best defenders we've ever seen, you know, I think in this game. Um, but anyways, I, I think they proved to us that, especially Jimmy, I'm going to I'm gonna emphasize on Jimmy Butler. He definitely has gained the respect of the league. Oh, he is, he is so, he's such a great player. He was always told that he's the problem yeah. on the teams he was on. And that's all that you ever saw on Instagram. You open it up and it's Jimmy Butler creating problems, Jimmy Butler creating problems. And we finally saw him in kind of like his own environment. And maybe that had a lot to do with with um, the coaching and having him buy into their their uh, system. But, I mean, I even see videos of, of Jimmy online, like uh, hanging out with Bam and, yeah. and Hero. He's overall just a good guy, yeah. He's a, he's a you know fun guy, super easygoing, laughs, has fun. I don't see him being a problem on a team at all. I think he... I think he is going to only get better from this point on. I think he's going to learn to kind of help his teammates grow even more. I think that Heat team, I mean, Hero, I'll, I'll go into Hero and Duncan Robinson. I mean, those guys are all only going to get better. And I think the Heat are definitely somebody we're going to have to look out for next year. Yeah, I want to, let's stay on the Jimmy topic. Uh, Ryan, is that where you're kind of, is that where you were trying to go? Yeah, I was just going to, Piggyback off of what Jack said in the sense of, I mean, you look at the teams that he's been on, and in particular, Minnesota is when this whole, like, he's a bad teammate thing really surfaced. And, I mean, Jimmy's just here to work. He wants to work hard. He wants to win a championship. That's it. He wants guys around him that are going to work hard. And having a coach like Tom Thibodeau through the first, I don't know how long his career, how long he was coached with him for the first half of his career, basically up until he was in Miami or uh, Philly and then Miami, um that that's that is tom thibodeau is a coach that is going to grind and want want you to work hard for him and, and get the most out of you and i think he kind of had that similar jimmy has that similar like mindset and structure and when you look at that minnesota roster and you see players like andrew wiggins and carl anthony towns that have all the talent in the world like and all of a sudden jimmy's put as the bad guy and then jimmy goes to Philly and then and then Miami and he does this with this Miami team with guys like Tyler Harrow who's known to just be a gym rat and be in the gym all the time. It only makes you think like that Minnesota team should have been so good, but why? 
and it, it makes you it makes you wonder if Jimmy was that, really that telling Philly the team truth. Too. Well, it, it, I mean, it truly makes you think Jimmy was probably telling the truth in the sense of Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are kind of lazy. They're just pure talent that can like get by, but like if they really sat down and grinded, they could be one of the best in the league, if not the best. But but they don't, and I, I don't know that. But like just coming from assumption, like you saw what he did with his Miami squad. You obviously see that he enjoys being around them a lot more because of their work ethic and because how they want to grind. And so it's just an interesting thing. Um, I've always been a Jimmy Butler fan since he was in Chicago. Um, I think he's a great talent. He's he's one of the best, if not the best, two-way player in the league. Um, he definitely proved that in the finals. And, I mean, he, he can lead a team. Um, he just – I think he just really appreciates guys that are going to put in that time and effort that he does as well. Yeah, before I get into my point, would you guys say that Jimmy Butler is still underrated? Uh, I honestly, I don't know because from what I've seen on social media the past few days, I think people are, have have come to a realization yeah. of how good he is. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd consider him underrated anymore. I think people have, I think he's gotten the respect of of fans around the yeah, league. Yeah, that's good. Um, with Jimmy, what really surprised me with him. Is I mentioned this on on a previous episode, is you know after kind of just watching him more and watching Miami more, he wasn't even like the leading scorer in a lot of the games prior to the finals. He's kind of just a player that, you know, he'll outright tell you that he wants to win, and he'll do anything it takes. You know, he you see that he's scoring double digit assist games, double digit rebounding games. He really wants to win. In game five, he really refused to let Miami lose that game, and, and you know they ended up winning that game and surviving. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that he's just, he's just a great leader. He's definitely one of the top, top five leaders in the NBA. Um, he came to Miami and totally changed that franchise. Miami wasn't even in the playoffs last year and you, Jimmy Butler comes in and he just uplifts everybody. He makes Bam, you know, Bam, he made Bam, you know, much better player. He gave him the confidence. He gave Hero the confidence. He gave Duncan Robinson some swag, some drip. Um, <laughs> he, gave, he like got the best out of Goron. I mean, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really surprised with Jimmy, and I'm really happy that he's finally getting that recognition nationally. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, kind of given the reputation, you kind of see that, you know, you know, you can't believe everything that you hear, everything that you read. He's actually a, you know, he's one of those mob mentality type of players that we see in today's game. So I'm really happy that, you know, I'm really surprised and really glad that it's working out for him. And he's definitely the centerpiece in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely to make one more point on top of what you made that I liked was his ability to kind of – to not be selfish. Mm-hmm. He will let other players have the spotlight for a night, and that's huge in, in a leader, especially a leader, you know. A, lead, a leader on a team and a guy that's, you know, been in the league for a while, it's, it's very important for him to show those younger guys that, listen, you will have your night. You will be the guy that's on fire, but if somebody else is on fire, get them the damn ball. Yeah. You know, He's very so very kawaiish. So, yeah. so, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Let me talk. Let me ask you guys about Spolstra. Um, you know, when when Miami was winning chips back in 2012, 2013, a lot of attention was on LeBron, and deservedly so. But Spolstra has actually been very consistent. Miami's always been competitive. They've kind of built a culture there under Spolstra. Uh, you know, talk about his, um, you know, what he's shown in, in the, in the bubble in the playoffs. I think, I think in in my eyes, I mean, honestly, I kind of thought he was an overrated coach for a while. Uh, okay. Like I thought he was only it was kind of a Doc Rivers situation. 
He was just really carried. <laughs> just getting carried by his players. Yeah, just kind of getting carried by his players because I mean, you saw like the Heat really haven't been that respectable or that good in the last couple of years. Um, and like this year is when they finally took off with Jimmy Butler there. Um, but I think a lot of how that team played and how he got those players to buy into his system and all that, um, I think shows that okay, he actually is a good coach. Um, and they kind of have, it kind of feels like they have that San Antonio, like Popovich yeah. vibe team where culture, they call it, call it team first and, uh, everybody just buys into the system. Um, so I, I do, I do think that he's gained the respect of a lot of people as a good coach now, um, as he's taken this roster to an NBA finals. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of my favorite coaches because he's half Filipino. He's Filipino-American. So shout out to Eric Spolstra, <laughs> I call him. But, yeah, I mean, I love the guy. He's definitely a top three coach in the league, maybe even top two, honestly. It's just his defensive his defensive game plan and his adjustments. Um, they have him there, and he's always competitive. And you kind of saw in his uh, post-game you know, press conference, he's kind of shedding some tears. Like, this guy puts in a lot of work. He's come a long way. And uh, – you know, I think Miami, this is our kind of our next topic, but Miami is definitely has themselves set up in the future. You know, they have Jimmy Butler, who's their captain, their centerpiece. Bam, who's only 23, and Hero, who's only 20, who had some amazing performances in the playoffs. He just turned 22. It's not even like... Yeah. And and they have a whole lot of cap room. So you know they're going to make a run after Giannis Antetokounmpo. So... Uh, <laughs> now, what do you guys think? What do you guys think is the, you know, projecting, I know it's really early, but projecting into 2021 when the season should start. Um, what do you guys think Miami, uh, you know, where, where they are position-wise? I think they're a top two team in the East. I, I, I think that their, their roster and their style of play definitely helped and uh, was benefited by this bubble uh, oh, yeah. system or whatever you want to call it, the bubble, whatever, the bubble. Um, but I think that it showed them that they can win and they can put it together. And like, it gave these young players a lot of confidence, a lot of experience going forward. And I think it's only going to catapult them into next season, um, and make them a number, number one, number two seed in the East, especially when they have draft picks coming and they have some cap space, you know, to sign potentially a star or another like good role player. Um, cause they, I mean, they, they could add people. Goran Dragic is not – I mean, he had a great season, but he's not getting any younger. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, who knows? Imagine if you could have, like, a Duncan Robinson or someone coming off the bench, like, on top of, like, another starter that – I don't know, whatever that's quote-unquote yeah. better than him or something that fits their system better. So, um, I think I think it's a bright future for the Heat. Yeah, and then I don't – I honestly – this is kind of tough. I want to say top four because I have I, I remember because I want to say top four mostly because Brooklyn, KD, and Kyrie are back. Number two, the Bucks will always be they're going to be a good regular season team. I mean, Giannis is a great regular season player as we've seen. So I think you know they're always going to be in competition for top four teams as well. Boston, you know, another great team, and I think. It's going to be hard. I mean, obviously, they're going to bounce back. They're going to play well. Um, so, you know, all those teams are, are going to be – and then the Raptors, obviously, yeah. too. So you got you got five solid teams in the East 
that are going to be in competition. I think the Heat have some struggles through next year, to be honest. I think you're going to see probably some some up and downs from them, uh, them trying to figure it out. Because we did see the, their possibilities of having their downs. I mean, this these uh, the game six, you know, we obviously saw how young they yeah, were. Their, they their youth definitely struggled. got exposed in the last They They definitely have their struggles. And you can tell that guy, the, young, the young guys make stupid mistakes still. So I'm also I'm gonna say safe four. I think they're gonna end up four yeah. in the East. That's safe. I think uh, they're gonna be hungry, so I can I can see them definitely being um, a strong contender next year for sure. So now let's get into. But I still think they may. But let me actually say this real quick. I still think they make the Eastern at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. They 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 end up a four, but they but they play well and strong in the playoffs because they're they're a team, so they're gonna play really well in the playoffs. They'll end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's get better there too. You. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some controversy. I know I'm, I know I'm ready for the shade. I'm ready for it. I've come, you know, I've come prepared. I brought notes. You know, I'm going <laughs> to defend my squad, whatever it takes. All right, here we go. But first, let me ask you guys this. This is actually a very controversial um, topic. I know a lot of haters are saying one thing, and a lot of basketball truthers, a lot of fans are saying another thing. So here we, here we go. Jack and Ryan, are you guys taking anything away from the Lakers given the fact that this year's playoffs are different? They're in a bubble. There's no home court advantage. There's no traveling. Are you guys taking anything away, or are you flipping it and saying it's more difficult to win in this type of environment? Okay, I'm not saying it's more difficult to win in that environment, but I'm also – Of course you're not, bro. Well, let me finish. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm also not taking anything away from them because of the heat okay. one. We wouldn't be taking anything away from them. I do understand like the whole put an asterisk next to it because there's no travel. There's no home court. And yeah, that, that plays a huge role in the playoffs, a huge role, but that's not the circumstances that we're in. The Lakers won in these circumstances. So if you want to look at it on a normal, like scene, like, yeah, but I'm not going to look at it as that. Like we saw the playoffs, if the Heat won, I would be saying the same thing. So that's my take on that. Jack, let me hear it. I'm ready. Let's go. I mean, I know I agree with Ryan. It wasn't more. It, it definitely wasn't more difficult. I can tell you that much. Like, there's no way. Was it was it easier for him? I mean, everything's easier when you create a super team. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I mean, I, I I mean, it's true, is it not? I'll get to that later, but let me just say this. Um, I think it was, you know, I'm going to agree with you guys in a different way. I would say it's difficult, but it's difficult, but in its own way, if you know what I mean. You know, like there's never going to be a situation like this where we're going to have to put ourselves, or not we, I'm not in the bubble, but where the NBA has to put themselves in a bubble with like, it's very unprecedented, very different experiences. Um, Nothing is the same in, in, you know, in this, in this scenario, you have different forms of adversity. You got hotels. You have to stay in the same hotel for two and a half, three months. You don't see your families for a while. Um, yeah, their families came halfway through, though. You know, you play in the same gym. You know, you can get sick. Different variables. Um, it is what it is. You know, um, it, I, I'm not going to take anything away from it. And, you know, the haters who say, like, oh, it's an asterisk dub. I don't. I really don't care. A championship's a championship. You have to beat the same – you play the same team every other night. And you got to win four times out of seven. So, you know, go Lakers. I'm happy. Um, it is what it is. You know, haters are going to hate. That's all I'm going to say. 
Now, should we talk about? Uh, I want to hear Jack. I want you. I want you to make your. You really don't say much about the Lakers whenever we hop on these podcasts, and I want you to just talk about. You know, your really your true feelings about the super teams and Ryan. I want you to kind of chime in. Tell me what you think too. But go ahead, Jack. I just think that it's you know it's BS. You know, like he came in, he he traded away an oh, entire young. Hold on, hold on, Jack. hold on, hold on. Are we talking? What, what? Just Wait, your your take know. on the Lakers, or are you talking LeBron James? That was not a that was not a question, CJ. That was Jack. Just talk. So I want to hear what is the <laughs> question, Jack, Jack? I want you to talk about. We'll talk about That's LeBron true. later, but I want you to talk about the Lakers. And did you you know what have you seen from their play? And you know this the season overall. So yeah. you're asking Jack to bash the Lakers, okay? Yeah, I wanted him to like. You need to be more know. clear in this because if we're gonna get heated here, I want to know I think, what I think we're discussing I, before I, everyone I, gets I think angry. I'll, I, I, think, I think I'll I think I'll stick with the playoffs because that's obviously the most important thing. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, they played one of the worst teams in the league in the Blazers. Okay. For round one. Um, they let them, you know, have the first game, and I should know, be thinking that, notes, but that right, pretty... Yeah, so they played the Booty Blazers, and then who do they play next? Houston, Houston Rockets. Uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, some of the biggest chokers in playoff history. So I mean, whatever you'd expect them to win that series. I mean, come on, how could you not? I mean, Houston sucks. And then uh, when you come on to the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets were coming off of 14 I want, games. I cannot wait for the Nuggets excuse. Let me hear it. The, the, dude, the Nuggets just ran out of gas. They ran out of gas. Right. Ran out of gas. 14, you can't even 14, deny 14. that, bro. They ran out of gas. It's the playoffs. They, they, well, I mean, they, they still ran out of gas. Like that. That's, that's okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And then uh, against the Heat, you know, the Heat were just young. And so – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. The Heat were just young, the young here. team that you know kicked the crap out of Boston and Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee. When has Giannis ever performed in the playoffs, bro? I mean, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis the, MVP. The, 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 bro, who cares? You talk. You talk highly of Damian Lillard, but what has that man ever done? Like, chill out. Oh my God. We'll that's, We'll save that for that. The Heat. The Heat. The Heat. The Heat kill beating the Bucks. Yeah, it was impressive, but I mean. I didn't expect anything out of the Bucks, right. anyways. Ryan, thoughts? I mean, they had a, they had a good run. I don't I don't really know what you're what you're trying to get out of Jack or me. Like they had a good run. They I the Blazers <laughs> suck. They're trash. I'm not even gonna deny that. I don't oh care. wow! I don't care how good you think Damian Lillard is. Yeah, he's a great player, but he didn't do anything in the playoffs. That's fact. They they they, they got smacked by the Lakers. Um, Houston. I mean, they beat. He, I I had zero doubt in my mind that Houston was going to win. They don't have a guy taller than PJ Tucker on the roster, and you have guys like AD and Dwight Howard. I mean, and LeBron. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, that that was done before the series even started. Um, and then when you get to the Nuggets, the Nuggets had a good run, but honestly, they basically would look bad for about four games, and then would turn it around, and somehow Jamal Murray would become Michael Jordan, and lead them past the series and like when you watch that series it honestly just looked like the nuggets ran out of ran out of gas and the lakers do play good defense and that that's just what's gonna happen here um and then you go to the finals and it was a well-fought finals yeah it sucks that goran Dragic and bam 
were out for games in the series. Like that sucks. If you're, if you're really looking for me to criticize and find a way to like cheap the Lakers finals here, which it sounds like you're doing like, okay, I can say, you can say that you can also say that when you watch game six, Jimmy Butler was very passive because he literally had nothing left in the tank. You watch that game. He literally had six points. I think going into the like second quarter, like the first half or something. Um, and he, if you watch him in the games that they won, he had the ball in his hands, every single possession, facilitating. He literally was doing everything offense. He was literally just giving the ball up and kind of going to the side and trying to let other guys get their shot. So if you want to break down that game, like that's, like I can get into that. But Lakers had a good run. They won the championship. I mean, it's plain and simple. That like. Like that. That's the. That is a very quick breakdown of the Lakers <laughs> from a from a more neutral perspective. Slash. Well, you didn't ask for a neutral perspective. I don't want. So. I don't want them to win perspective. <laughs> he, he, gave, he, gave, he gave a little bit more of a. I mean, if, if you like, if you want a neutral perspective, I could have given it. No, no, no. I like you did that. Not ask for it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. All right. From my perspective. All right, Laker fans, the local, local voice of the, <laughs> local fan base voice of the local fan base here, CJ Lomboy. Let me get into it. All right, Lakers fans, we beat the hottest team entering the bubble. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, bubble MVP, oh. Damian Lillard. Okay. We're lucky he got hurt. Okay. But, um, you know, handle that series of five games. Bro, that series was over before he got hurt. Stop right, it. Stop it right now. You, you, are you over. are you trying to tell me right now that the Blazers are, you are hotter than the Suns in the bubble? If you say yes, the worst opinion, that is the worst take I've ever heard. Yeah, I forgot about Phoenix, but, you know, one Thank up. you. Thank but you. here's the thing. I think the Lakers were more fearful of Portland than they were of Phoenix. Because, because no, you did not have the respect of Phoenix that they yeah. should have I mean, I think we still would have won that. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. Are I'm not disagreeing that we would have won trying? that series, but I'm just saying, like, you cannot say that Portland was hotter than the Suns. The Suns literally went eight zero and beat Portland. Anyways, in game, are you are you trying to are you trying to say that the Lakers are the underdog? I mean, I mean, I'm just saying there was a lot of, a lot of people trying to drag down. I will say that in series two, they had the. They're playing the team with the highest defensive rating in the NBA at, the, at that time. Also very hot, um, the Houston Rockets. They had the uh, leading scorer in the NBA on their team. And at the time, at the time, James we didn't know if Danny Green and KCP could guard James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But they did. Won that in five. Okay. Then we play the team. Okay, can, the, wait, can, we, can we put something on the table here? I don't think a single human being had any doubt the Lakers were going to beat Houston. Okay. No, I was, well, they're actually Vegas favored Houston. Let me just say that. Okay, but let's continue. get money, bro. Denver, riding high off of a, a big series win against the uh, favorite at the time, the Los Angeles Clippers, the rivals of the Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, you know, they uh, put up a good fight. You know, Jokic was up there with uh, the biggest, you know, the best big in the league at the time with AD. Um Got got into a cl- close one in game two. Anthony Davis knocked down a clutch three, won it for him. Went up two zero in the series. Ended up finishing that series in five, um, and you know, ended up beating Miami in six. So it was just a, it was a, you know, it was a good run. I think um, if we were to break down this team, um, you know, LeBron, you can say whatever you want about him, you know, bringing AD on board, but 
you know, at the end of the day, I like what he said in the post-game press conference where he says that he needed somebody to push him and he can get the most out of AD. And I really think, I don't know if you guys, how you guys feel about that, but I thought it was kind of true. Um, you know, I think LeBron really got the best out of AD and AD really got the best out of LeBron. So, you know, what do you guys feel about, you know, that combination? I did, I did like that comment. I do have to say I did like that true? comment. You think it's true? I think it's true. I think I think he finally like admitted that he went to team up with superstars and to win a championship in a sense. Um I'm not trying to I'm not trying to trying to bash him when we're not having that conversation, but I'm just saying um I I think that AD probably definitely needed it. Like I think when you're surround, like AD was surrounded by a bad team in New Orleans. It's tough to get to get to where you want to be, and so, um, yeah, I think he got the most out of AD. I think AD got the most out of him, and I think that um, AD coming to LA was a great decision for his career because now he knows what it's like to win a championship. Now he knows what it takes to win a championship. Now he's in that company, so he well forget forget that he just knows what he's got to do now. So if he was to leave or wherever his career takes him, like he has that under his belt to put him on a, another pedestal. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I think with this team in particular, Jack called it a super team, but bro, it'd be a super team if we were in 2009. Yeah. Miami not. was more of a super team. Yeah. Thank you. It's not. Okay. You had guys who you had Dwight who was d- damn near out of the league at the time. Um, Rondo, who people, a lot of people just didn't Dude, want. Dude, Rondo turned back the clock like ten years. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that was insane. <laughs> exactly. You had Alex Caruso. You guys had to be happy for these people. Alex Caruso, who was in the G League three years ago, and now he started an NBA Finals game and had, you know, the highest plus minus, you know, in the game last night for the Lakers side. You know, showing his impact. You know, he's a, he's a he's a you know he's proving that he's legit and he belongs in the league. KCP, who was bullied by. You know NBA fans on Twitter around the around the world. AKA you, I remember you at the beginning of the year wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would go out and bully him, but I did. <laughs> I look at him; he was our third best player in the finals. Um, you know, and you know, I'm really happy for this team. I think they really deserved it. They went through a lot this year, from getting kicked out of China <laughs> at the beginning of the season <laughs> to, uh, to um, you know losing Kobe, Kobe. and um, you know the pandemic. I know a lot of things that a lot of teams have to go through, but you know, this team was special. I really think that they had a bond. And, you know, I think the city of Los Angeles really needed a dub. You know, we've choked in the Super Bowl. We choked in the, in the World Series many years. Um, yeah, you know, the Lakers have been bad for so long. Clay Helton is still the USC coach. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the city of Los Angeles needed a dub. And, you know, with, with everything going on in 2020, you know, it's, it's good. I think a lot of people around Orange County, Southern California, the world are pretty happy. So, now that's where I stand. But I'm, I'm really happy we won. I'm and yeah. I'm with you. Jack Salty. So I'm, I'm Jack I'm Salty. I'm with you. It doesn't, I don't really care. Hey, everyone. So the original plan for this episode was uh, for me, Jack, and Ryan to discuss where LeBron ranks all time after winning his fourth chip. But uh, after a very fiery conversation between the three of us, we decided um, it'd be best to save the footage that we had um, for a later date. Uh, we're going to bring that topic of discussion up in the future so be on the lookout for that um in the meantime that is going to be the end of this episode we hope uh, you like what you listened to today um it was a great final series and i'm really grateful that the three of us could cover that 
be sure to keep tuning in. We have some more interesting content. We got NFL football to cover, college football to cover, and just a lot of different subjects of conversation. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys soon.